Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello and welcome to the 49ers first and 10 podcast, 10 minutes of the most up-to-date 49ers news first thing in the morning. I'm your host, Brianna McDonald, and I'm joined by 49ers team reporter, Lindsay Polares, and a special guest, ESPN reporter, Nick Wagner. Nick, thanks for joining the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, not at all a busy time, so this is great. <laughs> yeah, we're just recovering from watching yet another comeback win for the 49ers. They became the first team in NFL history to be down 17 or more points at halftime of a championship game and come back to win the game. So San Francisco really kept the drama up for the faithful this playoff season. But Nick... How does the 49ers postseason run so far speak to the character of this team? It's It's been crazy, Brianna, because if you go back throughout the course of the season, what the 49ers did often was run away and hide, right? You, you They would jump out to a big lead. Uh, they would continue to push that lead, and then they would just kind of shift into cruise control to take the game home. And uh, it left questions, right? And, and they were fair questions. It was, can, you know, is this team built to come from behind if the situation calls for it? And we didn't know, you know, we just didn't, it wasn't that they couldn't do it. It was just that we hadn't seen it. Uh, and, and, and based on the fact that they had very few opportunities to do that, but then they get into the postseason, and now all of a sudden they're the comeback kids. And uh, I know that makes for more heart stopping moments for the fans at home and the people watching. Um, but it also does, like you say, it speaks to kind of what this team is made of. And I think a part of that too is, is, you have such a, a veteran group, a proud group of guys, especially the core of this team that's been here since 2019 or even before that, uh, who have been through these games, who have been on these big stages. And, and I thought that was kind of writ large the other night where you have the 49ers who have been in these spots and you have the Lions who haven't been in these spots. And the difference was pretty stark in terms of how it turned out at the end of that game. And there's a stat. I, I, it wasn't just that they came back either. It was the fact that they were down by 17 and they erased it in eight minutes. There's, there's been in NFL history, there's been 114 teams that have trailed by 17 points or more at the half. Only one of those 114 teams ever was either tied or had the lead at the end of the third quarter. And that team was the 49ers uh, who not only tied the game in the third quarter, but had the ball and were driving to take the lead at the end of the third quarter. So that just kind of tells you how swift and dramatic the turnaround was. And, and I think the other part of this too is, is, you know, everyone talks about Brock Purdy and what, how is he in those types of moments when they have to come back and there's, you know, all year long people say, well, he can't do that. Well, we hadn't seen it, but also 
for Brock Purdy to do that, he's probably going to have to struggle a little bit in the first three quarters because when he plays well for three quarters, we see what the result is. You, you know, they they do run away and hide, and they don't have those issues. So the, all of those things kind of come piling up. But I do think there's benefits to it for the 49ers now where they've been in those situations and not just been in them, but been in them in the most important games with stakes like they've had here over the last couple of weeks. I think that bodes well for them if they get into another tight spot in the Super Bowl. Yeah, Lindsay, we had the chance to hear from head coach Kyle Shanahan earlier this week what did he have to say about these playoff it was called gut check games yeah he said a couple things which I think are again just speak completely to what Nick just touched upon for one it hardens you and like Nick mentioned there is that group of veterans that have already been hardened by games like this so it just serves as that for the younger players the players that didn't play on that 2019 team and then it just prepares you for any situation um the 49ers really they didn't have any comeback victories during the regular season. So we finally got to see who they are under pressure. They really could buckle down and get it done, not just against the Lions, but also the divisional round against Green Bay. And I think one thing that really stood out to me from pretty much everybody we saw go to the podium, um, speak in scrums in the locker room, is that there was never any doubt that they could accomplish erasing that deficit um, they definitely had to buckle down, um, find their focus during halftime. But, you know, anyone from head coach Kyle Shanahan, George Kittle, uh, there's an amazing clip of George Kittle floating around on the Internet now. It's like a compilation of clips, but he was just starting to say in the second quarter, I'm going to say they had us in the first half. And they did have them in the first half. And sure enough, like Nick said, in about an eight-minute span, they were able to erase that 17-point deficit. And I think if you've got – such a loud veteran voice in the locker room, like a George Kittle. I mean, it, it makes everyone else believe that, yes, this is like a very surmountable amount of points. We saw that it was um, because, you know, obviously the 49ers are headed to Super Bowl 58. So I think it was, again, just a good primer for anything that may happen in this upcoming Super Bowl. Um, and they really are prepared for pretty much anything at this point. Yep. And not only are the fans recovering from the drama of these last two games, but the players are also. Lindsay, are there any injuries coming out of the NFC Championship game? You know, so I think that other than winning, that's the other really huge plus coming out of this game with the Lions is that really the 49ers came out injury free. There's just two names on that injury report, tight end George Kittle and quarterback Ambry Thomas. They're both going to be day to day. Ambry Thomas had an ankle injury in that fourth quarter, like last eight minutes to the game. Um, and then George Kittle played the entirety of the game, um, but has a toe injury. So I think sounds pretty minor if it's day to day, but I'm sure we'll get more injury updates on both of them as the week of practice starts, which will be tomorrow. Yep. We'll monitor those injuries throughout the week since the team will continue practicing and game planning during this week between the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan and his coaching staff are developing their game plan for the Kansas City Chiefs as we speak. He shared that they're planning to install that game plan by tomorrow on Thursday, which is when practice starts. The team will continue to practice until Saturday and leave to Las Vegas on Sunday. So a very busy week ahead for the team. Lindsay, what are the benefits of the team getting all their work done in the Bay before heading to Vegas? Yeah, um, from what head coach Kyle Shanahan said, it's just something that he's learned throughout his coaching career to like get this, the heavy lifting done at home before you get to the madness that is a Super Bowl week. Um, so the 49ers are going to have 
their normal three days of practice. They just shifted it later in the week. So it'll be a Thursday, Friday, Saturday situation this week. Um, and like you mentioned, all of the game planning is going to be installed starting tomorrow. Um, and really just for anybody that hasn't experienced the Super Bowl, once you get there in terms of the team side and the media side, it it's just hectic. There's really no other way of explaining it. Um, the players like essentially get off the plane the next night on Monday. They're going to have a big media night. Um, there's going to be scrums everywhere. Lots of interviews happening. Um, and then really they, they have set times to practice. Um, so it really is just better to get everything you can done at home before everything Super Bowl related comes at you very fast next week. Definitely. And as the team grinds it out this week, they'll only have one trophy on their mind heading into Vegas. But there are some other awards that will be handed out at the NFL Honors, which airs next Thursday before Super Bowl 58. And if a team could win based off the number of nominations they've received, the 49ers could really take it away. Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy are up for AP MVP awards. McCaffrey is also a finalist for Offensive Player of the Year. Kyle Shanahan is up for Coach of the Year. Purdy and CMC have a shot at FedEx Air and Ground Awards. 49ers alumni Patrick Willis is a finalist for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And guess what? It doesn't stop there. We've also got prestigious community awards. Eric Armstead is the 49ers nominee for Walter Payton Man of the Year. George Kittle is a finalist for the Salute to Service Award. And that should be the end of that list. But Nick, what are your thoughts on this lineup? And do you have any predictions for this NFL awards ceremony? Who is most deserving? Uh, well, I, I don't know that I can gauge this fairly other than what I see with my own eyes. But can I just say that like it's time for Eric Armstead to win Walter Payton Man of the Year <laughs> Award? Like he's he's been up for it. I'm, I think it's his fourth year in a row, if, I, if I'm yep. correct. It's thir third or fourth. And just knowing the amount of effort and resources he puts into the work that he does in Sacramento and here in the Bay area, like I'm not trying to denigrate. I mean, all of those nominees are, are, are deserving for a reason, right? Because they're doing tremendous work in their communities, but just being able to see up close what Eric Armstead does and really how much it means to him. Like, you know, it's authentic. You know, that that work really matters to him. I just want to throw that out there. I think it's time for, for Eric to be uh, honored for, for the work that he does. And that, and the beauty of it is, is that that's not why he does it right. Like he, keeps getting nominated um he's not doing it to win <laughs> awards but that's but that's you know that's kind of why he's deserving in, in my mind but in terms of the on the field stuff I mean the most likely one there to me is probably Christian McCaffrey for offensive player of the year um I, I think that the coach of the year award is always funny because Kyle Shanahan should have won it in 2019 and he didn't and then you become a victim of your own success right so he's almost <laughs> won too much since then where it's become an award where you just get rewarded for you know, you're the guy who took the team that had the lowest expectations to the best record, right? Like that's, that's kind of what that award has become. And it's probably going to make it difficult for him to win. But the flip side of that is, is those who want to say, well, Brock Purdy is a product of his great scheme and all the talent around him. Well, then shouldn't Kyle Shanahan be the coach of the year? I mean, like, you know, there's, it's kind of hard to, it's kind of hard to separate those things out. And so um, I think all of them have a good case for, for the awards that they're up for, but the one that seems the most likely out of that group for the on-field awards is, is Christian McCaffrey offensive player of the year, because it generally seems to be the award that goes to the guy who was the most productive and wasn't a quarterback. Uh, so those are kind of, <laughs> those are kind of the boxes that Christian McCaffrey checks. And, and, and I keep saying this, like I've, I've been around, I've been, I've been covering the league for 20 years now. I've been around a lot of great players in that time. 
Aaron Donald, who I covered when he was with the Rams, or when I covered the Rams, I should say, uh, it was is in terms of just the amount of work he puts in and all the things to take care of his body and how much he cares and loves the game. And the only player I've ever seen close to him is Christian McCaffrey. And and I, you know, I've only been around Christian now for over a little over a year, um, but you can see it. And and I think that um, you can make the case that he's also the MVP. But uh, to me, I think at least offensive player of the year, that's probably going to happen. I would imagine. Yeah. These are champagne problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, they were nominated a bunch for a bunch of those awards last year. And like you, like you alluded to a minute ago, Brianna, the, they would trade all those awards in for, for just that one, that, one silver trophy uh here in a couple of weeks <laughs> definitely and i'm sure the faithful are feeling some deja vu from the 2019 season as the team gets ready to face the kansas city chiefs in the super bowl once again and this game is being called a rematch but kyle shanahan's first encounters with kansas city head coach andy reed go much farther back than their super bowl meeting with reed being the philadelphia eagles head coach and kyle shanahan as the offensive coordinator in washington so nick what does that Kyle Shanahan Andy Reid battle look like? Could you break that down for us? Yeah, I mean, you're just talking about two of the most uh, brilliant offensive minds that I mean, I, I don't think it's speaking out of turn to say that the game has ever seen. Uh, you know, Andy Reid for so long, and there's a lot of ties here because you know, for so long, Andy Reid was considered the guy who was really good at his job, but couldn't get the job done. Right. When he was in Philadelphia, they made it to, I think four NFC championship games, one Super Bowl, and they couldn't get over the hump and break through. It took him going to Kansas city and then getting the quarterback that he has now to be able to break through. And I think you, you see and hear a lot of the same things brought up with Kyle Shanahan and granted he's still relatively young into his head coaching career, but He's been on the doorstep here and hasn't been able to break through, and so I think they probably see a lot of uh, a lot of themselves in one another uh, when they, when they look at it. But uh, they're both tremendous coaches. They've both done an excellent job this year and and in previous years. And and I think for Kyle Shanahan, this is an opportunity. You know, yeah, like you said, it is a it is a rematch. I don't know if it's a revenge situation. Um, I do think Nick Bosa said it well the other night when he said it's perfect uh, because I know how Nick Bosa felt after that 2019 game where he refuses. He still to this day, I think, refuses to go back and watch it. Uh, he just he just has a bad taste in his mouth how it ended. So I think there would be something fitting from the 49ers perspective of, hey, let's 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 beat the boogeyman here. Let's let's knock off the team that has that prevented us from breaking through when we were so close, you know, eight minutes away uh, just four or four years ago from doing this. And then from the from the Chiefs perspective. It's a dynasty, right? Like if they win another one, you you put the stamp that says this is a dynasty on it because they have won, they would have won three year within just a four year span. So uh, a lot is at stake for both sides here. Obviously, the Chiefs are uh, have already kind of broken through and and won that, but for the 49ers, there's no doubt, and they have and you guys know this as as well as I do, being around the team every day. They've never shied away from what the expectations are this year. They know that the window to win a Super Bowl doesn't last forever. At some point, you got to jump through it before it closes. And nobody knows how much longer that window is going to stay open. I'm not saying it closes if they don't win this game. I'm just saying that they know the urgency has to be there to get this done, especially with this core group of guys, because they've been together for so long. They've been through so many of these battles. And this is an opportunity, not just for Kyle Shanahan to break through, but for so many guys who have put in the work and have been deserving of, of getting a championship ring also. Absolutely. Well, that will do it for today. Thank you so much, Lindsay and Nick, for joining me in this update. Don't forget to follow First in 10 on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Turn on the notifications so you're in the know when we post any breaking news updates. And thank you, Faithful, for tuning in.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 